The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning. I'm here. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome in to you, one and all. Thursday, July 20th, John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. we got a great one in store for you today, friends. It's Thursday. We're always looking forward to Thursdays. Deacon Randy Keel coming up here soon, uh, founder of Cardia Counseling. He's going to be on to talk about the first and or second reading for this Sunday as we uh, prepare for our sacred readings. Father P.J. McManus will soon follow him, pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. Three questions for Ask Father P.J. that have come in from you, our listeners. We'll have those teed up for Father P.J. about 7.15 today. Very popular segments back-to-back. Tom Chapman in the second half hour is going to be on the Iowa Catholic Radio Conference. We're going to be talking about uh, the heartbeat bill that has really been making the news Uh, all over the place uh, here in Iowa. So we'll have uh, Tom on to kind of help us understand what that is, where it's at right now, and uh, the role that the Catholic bishops are asking us to play and that they're playing in general. Tom's just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all uh, all things bishops here in uh, the state of Iowa. So Tom will be, I'm thinking in studio, he normally is with us, so we'll see today. Matt Wilkham will have your news, Mark Amadeo with your sports, your weather as well with Deacon Mark. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Imogene Ingredients, suppliers of specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve paternal and young animal health in conventional and organic production. Learn more at ImogeneIngredients.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. Family members of the U.S. Army private who sprinted across the border into North Korea said Wednesday that he may have felt overwhelmed as he faced legal troubles and his possible looming discharge from the military. 23-year-old Travis King was supposed to be returned to the U.S. this week to face military discipline after serving nearly two months in a South Korea prison on assault charges. U.S. officials were saying little about what may have motivated King. The city of Steubenville has been ranked one of the 10 best cities in America to raise a Catholic family. According to Crisis Magazine, Steubenville's connection to multiple Catholic churches in the area, ties to Franciscan University, as well as several theologians, have helped the city remain a Catholic gem in America. Midwest cities on the list included Lincoln, Nebraska, Kansas City, Missouri, and South Bend, Indiana. Unsurprisingly, Caitlin Clark will be right in the middle of IndyCar's Iowa extravaganza this weekend in Newton. The Hawkeyes women's basketball superstar has been named the Grand Marshal for Saturday's Hy-Vee Homefront 250 race at the Iowa Speedway, which will host a pair of races this weekend just outside Clark's hometown of Des Moines. Clark will deliver the iconic Drivers Start Your Engines and participate in other activities throughout the day. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. 
In sports on your Thursday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, Midwest teams that were in action on Wednesday. In the National League, the Chicago Cubs defeated the Washington Nationals by the score of 8-3 to at Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Cubs now remain in third place in National League Central, seven and a half games behind first place Milwaukee. In Philadelphia, it was the first-place Milwaukee Brewers defeating the Philadelphia Phillies by the score of 5-3. to three. The Brewers now in first place, two and a half games ahead of second-place Cincinnati in the National League Central. And the St. Louis Cardinals pick up a win at home as they defeated the Miami Marlins by the score of 6-4. to four. In the American League yesterday, the first-place Minnesota Twins pick up a road win in the late game last night. Minnesota defeated the Seattle Mariners by the score of 6-3 in Seattle. The first-place Twins lead second-place Cleveland by two-and-a-half games in the American League Central. And in Kansas City, it was Detroit Tigers defeating the Kansas City Royals by the score of 3-2. And in interleague play in New York, it was the Mets defeating the Chicago White Sox by the score of 5-1. Yesterday, Triple-A baseball was game two of a six-game homestand for the Iowa Cubs, and the Iowa Cubs defeated the Indianapolis Indians, the Triple-A affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates, by the score of 7-1 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines yesterday afternoon. Tonight, Indianapolis at the Iowa Cubs, first pitch 6-30 at Principal Park in Des Moines. Yesterday, the high school state softball tournament, the semifinals held in all five classes in Fort Dodge. In Class 5A, tonight it'll be the championship game between the Ankeny Centennial Jaguars taking on Pleasant Valley with first pitch at 5 o'clock. That'll be followed by the 4A championship game in Fort Dodge between Winterset and North Scott. That game scheduled for 7.30. Both games will be televised on Iowa PBS. And then tomorrow... Championship games will be crowned in classes 3A, 2A, and 1A. The 2.30 game on Friday... We'll have Williamsburg taking on Davenport Assumption for the 3A title game. And in Class 2A, the championship game will be at 5 o'clock on Friday. Iowa City Regina Catholic taking on Van Meter. And finally, the 1A championship game Friday night at 7.30 has Martinsdale St. Mary's taking on North Lynn. And all championship games will be televised on Iowa PBS. Yesterday, the high school state baseball tournament continued in Carroll and Iowa City with semifinal rounds in Classes 1A and 3A. In Carroll in Class 1A, it's Remsen St. Mary's taking on Lisbon for the state title game at noon on Friday. And in Class 3A in Iowa City yesterday, it was North Polk and Western Dubuque advancing to the championship game, and that'll be held at 5 o'clock Friday night in Iowa City. Today, the semifinals continue in Class 2A in Carroll. At 4.30 this afternoon, it'll be Cascade taking on Underwood. That'll be followed by Beckman Catholic out of Dyersville taking on West Lion of Inwood at 7 o'clock. The winners will play for the 2-H state championship game in Carroll on Friday at 2.30. Today, the semifinals continue in Iowa City in Class 4A. And tonight, it's number one seed and defending state champion Johnston taking on four-seeded Dowling Catholic. We'll have the broadcast on most of these Iowa Catholic radio stations. Pre-game at 445 this afternoon with first pitch at 5 o'clock. Join Joe Stacy for the call here on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. And the winner of the Johnson-Dowling Catholic game will meet Friday night against the winner of Cedar Falls and Ames. And that'll be the 4A state championship game Friday night at 730 in Iowa City.
And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Hamadale. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. Why, you may ask, does the Indy 500 winner drink milk? Sort of an mm. iconic thing. I used to know this. So this little tradition was started by one of motorsports early legends, Lewis Meyer. When he won his second Indy 500 in 1933, he drank a glass of cold buttermilk, as was his lifelong habit, in Victory Lane. In 1936, however, Meyer's habit really went mainstream when he won his third Indy 500. Okay, I didn't ever know that. So I, thought, I thought there was another reason for that, but um, okay, interesting. Again, just kind of comes out of left field, right? Yeah. Well, I was, I was, you know, reading about this and how it, it sort of stopped that tradition for a, a while. Oh, but then it? they picked it back up. Yeah. Because the milk producers association realized, well, this is a marketing. Oh, yes. Genius. Yes. Sort Keep of. that going, milk producers, right? Interesting. I also found out or was reminded back in 1993, Emerson Fittipaldi chose to drink orange juice instead as a promotion for the citrus industry in his ah. native Brazil. And the outcry was such that he was booed by fans in the oh, stands no. and had to issue a formal apology wow. in the following days. Poor guy. So don't mess with don't mess the with milk the milk drinking. there. Yeah. Yeah. The Indy five hundred. You ever been to one? I've not. I have been to one. Man. It was awesome. Years ago I went to the Indy five hundred. It was a lot of fun. It was actually Danica Patrick's first race. Really? Yeah. Were there any bricks there, the brickyard? Uh, first, like, uh, Indy 500. Uh, did I did not see that. I, the only thing I really vividly remember about that weekend was I had the worst canker sore I've ever had in my life. That's what you want to remember. That's the right? only thing I remember about the Indy 500. <laughs> I don't even remember the winner. Remember, Danica Patrick was there because that was, like, the big, you know, that was all the hype. And then the canker sore, and that's it. Oh. So... That's where we're at. Well, at least you weren't one of the drivers because then you had blisters on your hands. That's true. You know, trying to stay on the track. For... It was also very, very loud. So you, if you ever go, bring those uh, earmuffs or whatever those things are. All right. Plugs. What do we got for the weather, Deacon Mark? Well, we have uh, cooler temperatures today and it's a little less humid. Uh, breezy conditions today and we'll see increasing clouds with a high near 82 Tonight, we'll, it'll be partly cloudy with a low around 60. And tomorrow, as we uh, enter into the weekend, again, another nice, mild day. It'll be mostly sunny with a high near 81. Weather this morning is brought to you by the Catholic Tuition Organization, helping make Catholic education more affordable. The bottom line, it's for the kids. For more information, visit ctoiowa.org. And as we uh, check around the uh, the area, Marshalltown is mostly sunny in 66. Winterset, 68. Creston is also at 68. Oskaloosa is 69 degrees this morning. And that is your 24-hour Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast, connecting listeners to Christ. Thank you, Deacon Mark. Uh, let's go to Deacon Randy Keel right now. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning, John. All right. We've got Wisdom and Romans for the first and second reading for this Sunday. Well, I'm just going to do a little tie between the two of them, if that's all right with Sounds you. Sounds good to me. You know, the, this, this reading of Romans, folks, if you listen carefully, it's, it's, it's helping us to understand that the wisdom of knowledge, the wisdom of man compared to the wisdom of God is all but folly. Mm. And so it's showing us, though, that if we align our wisdom with the wisdom of God, man's knowledge plus God's wisdom brings hope. And that takes us to what Paul is talking about in Romans. Sometimes there's a message here in Romans that helps us so, so pertinently. 
because when we pray, at times we all feel this sense inside, I don't know if I'm praying right. I don't know how to pray, and I don't know what God's doing in my life. But Paul says that the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness. Our weakness is not a—that's not an insult to us. Our weakness is our humanity. The Spirit comes to the aid of our our humanity, for we don't know how to pray as we ought. As we ought, that isn't a shameful statement. That means we don't know how to pray exactly, A, in the language of God, B, according to the perfect will of what He desires. But the Spirit Himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings, a language we don't understand. And the one who searches hearts, which is the Spirit, knows the Spirit himself. He is the Spirit. He knows the intention of the Father, and he intercedes for all the holy ones. There's our key. The holy ones, that is our human will inclined over to the will of God. That's the question for our conviction. Am I allowing the Holy Spirit to search me so I can be lent, so I can be inclined to lean to the life of Jesus, to live the life of God that God's will has designed me for? And then the verse that is not here from Romans 8, 26, 27, is Romans 8, 28. And then that is how we will know that all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his good in Christ Jesus. That, that's how Romans 8, 28 has its promise, is because of Romans 8, 26 and 27. We've leaned ourselves over for the Holy Spirit to intercede through our weakness. It is his prayer that is spoken to the Father, not just the prayer of man. Yeah. It's kind of a beautiful compilation of verses. Well, it's just so Paul, right? I mean, so Pauline, yeah. as we would say. I mean, everything is just complete reliance on God, complete reliance on the Spirit, complete reliance on Jesus. I, it's just all complete reliance. And, and he, he says later on, of course, I boast in my weakness, right? I mean, I, yeah. kind of almost kind of braggadocious. Like, it's not me, guys. It's not me. It's God. It's all God. And it's just yeah. it's beautiful. It's just so Paul. It's, 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 a, it's a beautiful charismatic writing. Not charismatic. Charismatic writing. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right. Romans eight twenty six to 27. Short. Second reading, and then, of course, we've got wisdom this weekend. Would you give us your blessing, Deacon Randy? I will, and I I will pray for the blessing of the intercession of the Holy Spirit to be the speaker of our soul to the Father today, that our words are not what are significant, but that the soul of Christ would flow through us and minister straight to the soul of the Father. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Deacon Randy Keel. God bless you, Deacon. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, coming up second half, or excuse me, second half hour, yes, Tom Chapman's going to be on the Iowa Catholic Conference coming up right after this. Father PJ McManus with your three questions for our Ask Father PJ segment. We've got them when we come back. John Lee and Eddie here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from CTO. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO... You receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com. Like Iowa Catholic Radio on Facebook. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Tom Chapman, second half hour today. We're going to be talking all things heartbeat, Bill. Uh, if, there's, if there's any confusion on what's happening right now, it's understandable, of course. And Tom's always here to be able to clear up any kind of confusion between anything legislative and, of course, our church and our bishops. So we'll have Tom on second half hour. He's going to be joining us by phone today. So we'll, um, we'll look forward to it. Let's go to our next guest, Father P.J. McManus, south side of Des Moines. Hello, Father P.J. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning to you. We've got three questions that have come in. We will start with number one for our Ask Father PJ segment. It comes from a friend. According to Scripture, if Jesus is fully God, how does he not know when the end of the world is going to be? Right. So this is referring uh, to three parallel passages in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where, uh, where Jesus says, but on that day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven or the Son, but the Father only. And so it's really the only place where he seems to make a distinction between himself and the Father on the level of knowledge. And this has caused, like, this is a good question, because lots of other people have had this question probably from the moment that it happened. Right? Right. Um, uh, the, the way the Catechism answers the question is like this. It says, by its union to the divine wisdom in the person of the Word incarnate, Christ enjoyed in his human knowledge the fullness of understanding of the eternal plans that he had come to reveal. What he admitted to not knowing in this area, he elsewhere declared himself not since to reveal. And there are, again, three parallel passages in the Synoptic Gospels where Jesus says, this is not what I've come for, right? So, mm-hmm. 
So I, I think the way, like, the, the easy way to wrap our minds around this is something like, something like this. So uh, as God, Christ's knowledge is wholly perfect. But in choosing to incarnate, um, he, he deliberately limits himself, right? So on a physical level, as God, Jesus is present always and everywhere. Otherwise, whatever's there would stop being, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, as an incarnate being, Christ limits himself. There is a certain way in which, in the flesh, Jesus is either in this room or in that room, but not both at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Well, he, he chooses similarly to circumscribe, limit, or kind of focus his knowledge so that, um, you know, Jesus also had to learn to acquire language in a way, uh, in a way that, like, like humans do, right? So you had to learn to speak, just like you and I did and your kids. Well, he, so, so there's, there's, there's some sort of mechanism, <laughs> like, you know, you it's hard enough to know what goes on inside our own heads, let alone somebody else's, let alone God the words, right? But, um, uh, he, he chooses to limit himself to sort of access knowledge or not access knowledge to experience um, the, sort of human life in its fullness. And so, so strictly speaking, does Jesus know? Yes, absolutely. As God, he absolutely knows. But his human experience, his experience as a human on earth incarnate when he's here is, is a qualitatively distinct period sort of in the life of God. Really difficult okay. answer for a seven fifteen morning. You knocked it out of the park on that one, Father. Wow! All right, <laughs> I got a workout in before this, and now I feel like I just got another one. <laughs> okay, Father PJ, I just lost you here. Here we go. Is the devil a real being? This listener asks, or is he some representation of evil in the world? It's an interesting so, one. So. Uh, so not or, <laughs> right? So um, it, it is certainly true that, uh, that we'll speak of uh, both angels and devils in sort of metaphorical ways. So we'll talk about, you know, the angels of a person's better nature. Well, when we do that, we're not talking about uh, uh, a, a rational entity without a, without a body or something like that, right? We're, we're, we're speaking sort of metaphorically. And so when we talk about wrestling with demons or struggling with inner demons, maybe especially when we're dealing with addictions or something like that, we, we, we can use that sort of language metaphorically. But it is absolutely the case, both through the Gospels and the whole history of the Church, that Jesus and the people who follow him clearly think that there are real supernatural forces that are bad that cause problems with people. Um, it, it is certainly possible that some of the healing or deliverance uh, exorcistic passages in the Gospels um, may represent uh, epilepsy or something, but like epileptics don't talk to God the Son the way that they do in the Gospels, mm. right? We know who you are, the Holy One of God. Oh, like That's not a disease. Yeah. So, um, and, 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 and those same kinds of conversations still happen all the time. Priests, priests know what this is like. You get called in to bless a house, you think you're just you're setting aside a, a, a dwelling for good Christian folk, and it turns out there's ooky spooky in there, right? And so, so, so the, the, the devil is absolutely a, a real being. Um, angels and demons are real. They uh, exert real power in the world and, and, and really do 
uh, affect the lives of the sons of men. Um, but they're, um, the, the, the danger in granting the existence of the devil is then to start seeing the devil everywhere in the way that we're meant to see God everywhere, mm. um, and to attribute everything that bad, everything bad that happens or everything bad that I do immediately to diabolical influence. Um, I don't know about you, I'm perfectly capable of messing my life up all on my own. Um, <laughs> but, uh, b- but I also, uh, as a priest, have to deal with this stuff in real life, and mm. as far as I can tell, it's all real. Yeah. I, I mean, Jesus couldn't be any more clear about it either, right? I saw Satan fall like lightning. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about just kind of an, an abstract evil here. Um, okay, number three. Boy, this is an intense one here. Okay, I have a friend going through a divorce, but I don't think this is a good thing for them. How do I walk with her and support her, even though I don't agree with this decision? So this is a really excellent question, um, and uh, both sort of, by content and also the way that the, the, the listeners framed it. And here's the reason I would say that. Um, so, of course, she doesn't say what her objection to the friend getting divorced is. Right. And so it's very right. difficult to counsel around the particular unless you know what the, like, what the stuff is that's going sure. on, right? Sure. But, um, but, but what, I, what I like about the question is uh, th- th- there's really two questions embedded here. One is the question of divorce. And you know, whether it's permissible or not, and if if you're in a case where it's not permissible, how do you still be with the person? And then the second kind of higher level question is something like, how do I how do I continue to walk with somebody you know synodally um, uh, when um, when we disagree about something real serious, yeah. right? So as to the first, this I think is very very important. Um, the catechism makes very very clear that. Separation of spouses while maintaining a marriage can be legitimate in certain cases, and canon law lays out what those cases are. goes on to say that if civil divorce remains the only possible way of ensuring certain legal rights, the care of children or the protection of inheritance, it can be tolerated and does not itself constitute a moral offense. So, 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 so the, the, the church kind of starts with the exception here, right? It says, it is possible— to divorce without sin. Mm-hmm. But then it goes on to say, divorce is a grave offense against the natural law. So <laughs> so it, it can sound like we're talking out of both sides of our mouth here, but what, uh, what the Church is trying to protect, and what Jesus seems to be doing in his own conversations about divorce, right, is this is not a uh, permanent, exclusive, faithful marriage is not an unattainable ideal. Yeah. It is an ideal, but it is one that absolutely can be attained. And so we can't sort of let ourselves off the hook by saying this is too hard, um, let's let's start over kind of thing, right? Um, at the same time, um, by long experience, the Church knows, and most of us know ourselves and our family and friends, it's like, it's possible for marriages to become dangerous for people. It's possible, um, it's possible for one partner to do their level best to try and keep the marriage together and the other one just to take off. Well, the receiving partner is clearly not guilty of a sin there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, so the the so the church is clear that the divorce itself is not the sin, but it's a surefire symptom that a sin happens somewhere. Mm-hmm. You see the distinction there? Yeah. yeah. So, so, 
and, and, and this is what makes answering the question the way they posed it so difficult. It's, it's like, so not being able to know the circumstances of the divorce makes it a little bit hard to say exactly how to accompany the person. Right. But, but, but what I would say is, if, like, if, if we draw on this general principle, how do I continue to walk with somebody even if I disagree with something that they're doing? Um, I think the first thing to see is, is this something that they're doing an absolute moral evil, or is, it, is this a prudential decision and it could be good or it could be bad, right? Hmm. And, and, and it would look like, based on what we've been given, um, that while this is tragic, no matter what the situation is, um, this is probably a prudential thing. This is the person who's in the marriage. Our, our, our listener is not the one in the marriage. This person presumably has reasons for the divorce. Um, and so, so, so it's, it's, not like, um, it's not like the person's asking us to walk with them um, while they sell drugs to children, mm-hmm. which would be an always and everywhere kind of evil, right? And so I think, you know, the, the, what I've done and what I do, I disagree with my friends all the time. Um, how, do you, how, do, how do you walk with them? Well, you, you just stay with them. You yeah. spend time with them. You, you, you perform, perform acts of love and charity. Um, you encourage, you support, you challenge, you cajole, you, you do all the things you would normally do and probably then some. And, of course, you fast and you pray. If they friends. don't ask you, if they don't ask you for your opinion in those situations, um, or maybe specifically in this situation, do you still give it? Um, you certainly can. Yeah, I think I think that's a prudential decision. You know, um, and, and 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 the nature of that decision is going to depend a great deal upon the relationship, right? Yeah. yeah. So 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 think about it this way. This this it was not going to be the same for everybody, but I think the the parallel is pretty clear. All right, so I'm a priest, and all of my friends know that I'm a priest, right? So they will, like, if I have a friend who's, who's maybe struggling with something, they may come to me and say, hey, PJ, what do you think about this? Or they may deliberately not come to me because I'm the priest and they know what I'm going to say. Sure. And if, and if I can tell that's what's going on, and the challenge is likely only to create difficulty and not actually move the person toward greater virtue, then I typically wait to have the conversation. Um, uh, the, uh, the recovery community has a, a helpful little little test that I use in situations like this. Um, the, 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 the line is, um, does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? And does this need to be said by me right now? And if the answer to any of those is no, then you don't say whatever you're thinking of saying, <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's only going to cause trouble. It may be it may be the case that you get to say the thing later on, or it may be the case that you recognize the person will receive this better from somebody else, and so you get another friend or family member to have the conversation. But uh, but 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 if if it doesn't need to be said and doesn't need to be said by me and doesn't need to be said by me in this moment, then then you wait. I think the Holy Father has been really just excellent in this area of you know this is messy he's he loves to call out kind of messes go make a mess you know this whole thing and yet you just you still stay as you said in the mess right it can be easy just to kind of throw your hands up leave i disagree we're done you know sort of thing but 
you know, most most things, it's just not the way life works in most instances. It does get messy. It's not easy. There's, you know, sometimes you're going to make mistakes throughout this as well. Maybe say things you shouldn't have said or maybe not say things you should have said. There's a lot of different, you know, areas here. But I think what you said, Father, is just key. You just you keep moving with them, right? You keep walking with them throughout this. I think I think a lot of where um, we and when I say we, I mean, like, pious, intentional, devout Catholics can often make a mistake here, um, is is we can operate, we can first presume too much ignorance on the part of the other. Well, don't you, don't you know it's a mortal sin to miss Mass on Sunday? Hmm. Uh, they, they likely know and have just chosen not to. Now, right. that's bad, but, but you challenging them over it, especially in a, an abrasive way, is probably not going to get them back to Mass on Sunday. Right. Um, and so, so like, you, so that like, this calls for a great deal of prudence. These kinds of, of questions call for a great deal of prudence. The other thing that happens is we, we we sometimes feel like it's our job to to like right every wrong in the world. Like, if if I see an error, I must need to correct it. Now, I, uh, this one, I, I'm going to have to just appeal to kind of basic life experience. But like, I've lived in a lot of situations. I've lived domestically in you know, my own family home growing up. I was in seminary. I lived in a religious community for a long time, and now I'm living in, in a small community with other priests. Um, every person I've ever lived with has sinned against me, and I have sinned against every person I've ever lived with. I have no question about that. Yeah. But if every time I messed up, the people that were living with me always corrected me and corrected <laughs> me in equal measure, no matter what the thing was, oh, I, no. I would live alone for the rest of my life. Right. Like you, can't, you can't live like that, right? Right. And so, um, so I think it's really, really important to strategize. Um, uh, in, in my book on marriage from several years ago, I talk about virtue coaching and that, um, and, and, and that our job with our spouses and kids especially, but also with you know, close friends or if you're in an alternative living arrangement like I am with the priests, that what our, our, our real responsibility is when it comes to correction is, um, is, is to coach the other person to virtue. So it's not simply about knocking off the behavior that bothers me. It's about helping that person grow in in habits. They're they're going to form better character and allow them to choose God um, more more frequently and more consistently. Well, and what you're um, talking about, Father, when it comes to you know incessantly pointing out people's faults is marriage. So that's um, that's <laughs> something that maybe we're, we're happy that you haven't experienced um, uh, as a priest. All right, would you give us your blessing, Father? May the peace and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Father PJ, everyone. Good job, Father. Thank you. Take care, brother. Man, those were those were some intense ones this morning. Some intense uh, questions. And Father PJ just goes there. I love it. So good good segment. If you've got questions, remember, send them in. Contact at iowacatholicradio.com. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook page. You don't want to put them up there. You can always privately send us a uh, message uh, and those will get to me so we will constantly be throwing these questions at father pj all right second half hour tom chapman don't go anywhere john lenetti here on the catholic morning show the lord be with you a reading from the holy gospel according to matthew jesus said come to me all you who labor and are burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am meek and humble of heart and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. This rest that Jesus promises us today in the gospel is such a consoling promise that those of us who are wearied by life's burdens, by life's noise, by the constant flurry of activity, are promised rest in Him. Jesus' rest is not a promise necessarily of an easy life, but it is a promise that we do not carry our burdens alone. He can carry them with us. Take your labors, your burdens today, and cast them on Him. Allow Him to give you His yoke, which is easy not because it's not heavy or not burdensome in the worldly sense, but He carries it with you. He will never leave you alone to carry your burdens alone. And of course, the fullness of rest that He promises is with His Father and the Holy Spirit in the kingdom of heaven where we hope to be one day forever. May God bless you. Let us continue praying for each other. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Gold Dome Buildings. Gold Dome is locally owned and operated, serving Des Moines and surrounding areas since 1992. Builders of garages, farm buildings, customized backyard sheds, and playhouses. GoldDomeIowa.com. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, EdibleArrangements.com. Each fall, Intervisions Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 16th at Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. All the proceeds from the catered dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 16th as we dance for life at Christ the King in Des Moines. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here in the Catholic Morning Show. Tom Chapman coming up right around the corner. All things heartbeat, Bill. What we need to know and what the bishops are working on right now with that. We'll have our update second half hour here. Let's go to Deacon Tony for our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Imogene Ingredients, suppliers of specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve paternal and young animal health in conventional and organic production. Learn more at ImogeneIngredients.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilcom. Family members of the U.S. Army private who sprinted across the border into North Korea said Wednesday that he may have felt overwhelmed as he faced legal troubles and his possible looming discharge from the military. 23-year-old Travis King was supposed to be returned to the U.S. this week to face military discipline after serving nearly two months in a South Korea prison on assault charges. U.S. officials were saying little about what may have motivated King. 
The city of Steubenville, Ohio, has been ranked one of the 10 best cities in America to raise a Catholic family. According to Crisis Magazine, Steubenville's connection to multiple Catholic churches in the area, ties to Franciscan University, as well as several theologians, have helped the city remain a Catholic gem in America. Midwest cities on the list included Lincoln, Nebraska, Kansas City, Missouri, and South Bend, Indiana. In livestock-heavy Iowa, leading the nation in pork and egg production and in the top 10 for beef, nearly a quarter of shoppers say they'd give plant-based burgers a try, and about a fifth say they are somewhat likely to sample lab-grown chicken, according to an Iowa Farm Bureau Federation survey released this week. 24% of Iowa shoppers would try plant-based meat, and 21% might try lab-grown meat. But the majority of Iowans would push past the novel products. The poll comes after the U.S. Department of Agriculture gave approval last month to California companies Upside Foods and Good Meat to begin producing lab-grown chicken that will be sold in restaurants and eventually grocery stores. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Thursday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, Midwest teams that were in action on Wednesday. In the National League, the Chicago Cubs defeated the Washington Nationals by the score of 8-3 to at Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Cubs now remain in third place in National League Central, seven and a half games behind first place Milwaukee. In Philadelphia, it was the first-place Milwaukee Brewers defeating the Philadelphia Phillies by the score of 5-3. to three. The Brewers now in first place, two and a half games ahead of second-place Cincinnati in the National League Central. And the St. Louis Cardinals pick up a win at home as they defeated the Miami Marlins by the score of 6-4. to four. In the American League yesterday, the first-place Minnesota Twins pick up a road win in the late game last night. Minnesota defeated the Seattle Mariners by the score of 6-3 in Seattle. The first-place Twins lead second-place Cleveland by two and a half games in the American League Central. And in Kansas City, it was Detroit Tigers defeating the Kansas City Royals by the score of 3-2. And in interleague play in New York, it was the Mets defeating the Chicago White Sox by the score of 5-1. Yesterday, Triple-A baseball was game two of a six-game homestand for the Iowa Cubs, and the Iowa Cubs defeated the Indianapolis Indians, the Triple-A affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates, by the score of 7-1 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines yesterday afternoon. Tonight, Indianapolis at the Iowa Cubs, first pitch 6-30 at Principal Park in Des Moines. Yesterday, the high school state softball tournament, the semifinals held in all five classes in Fort Dodge. In Class 5A, tonight it'll be the championship game between the Ankeny Centennial Jaguars taking on Pleasant Valley with first pitch at 5 o'clock. That'll be followed by the 4A championship game in Fort Dodge between Winterset and North Scott. That game's scheduled for 7.30. Both games will be televised on Iowa PBS. And then tomorrow, championship games will be crowned in classes 3A, 2A, and 1A. The 2.30 game on Friday... We'll have Williamsburg taking on Davenport Assumption for the 3A title game. And in Class 2A, the championship game will be at 5 o'clock on Friday. Iowa City Regina Catholic taking on Van Meter. And finally, the 1A championship game Friday night at 7.30 has Martinsdale-St. Mary's taking on North Lynn. And all championship games will be televised on Iowa PBS. Yesterday, the high school state baseball tournament continued in Carroll and Iowa City with semifinal rounds in Classes 1A and 3A. In Carroll in Class 1A, it's Remsen St. Mary's taking on Lisbon for the state title game at noon on Friday. And in Class 3A in Iowa City yesterday, 
It was North Polk and Western Dubuque advancing to the championship game, and that'll be held at 5 o'clock Friday night in Iowa City. Today, the semifinals continue in Class 2A in Carroll. At 4.30 this afternoon, it'll be Cascade taking on Underwood. That'll be followed by Beckman Catholic out of Dyersville taking on West Lion of Inwood at 7 o'clock. The winners will play for the 2H state championship game in Carroll on Friday at 2.30. Today, the semifinals continue in Iowa City in Class 4A. And tonight, it's number one seed and defending state champion Johnston taking on four-seeded Dowling Catholic. We'll have the broadcast on most of these Iowa Catholic radio stations. Pre-game at 4.45 this afternoon with first pitch at 5 o'clock. Join Joe Stacy for the call here on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. And the winner of the Johnston-Dowling Catholic game We'll meet Friday night against the winner of Cedar Falls and Ames, and that'll be the 4A state championship game Friday night at 7.30 in Iowa City. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, with all this baseball going on, I thought it would be a good time to bring up July 1st as known as Bobby Bonilla Day. Mm. You may have heard of this. Every July 1st since 2010, the Mets pay Bonilla $1.2 million as part of his 2000 buyout deal. These payments will continue until 2035, netting him around $29.8 million in total. If that's not enough, Bonilla, in fact, has a second deferred salary agreement with the Baltimore Orioles, who still owe him $500,000 a year through 2028. Needless to say, July 1st is a good day in the Bonilla household. Oh, yes. Bobby Bonilla Day. I, I know that day well. It's, uh, that guy has the, grace, uh, the greatest uh, uh, manager or, or PR assistant of all time to negotiate those deals, right? Yeah. I, say it again, Deacon. Well, we got to get his mic on. Deacon Mark. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, you need an agent like that to, to negotiate that nice? the contract, right? I'll take it. I know Teresa would appreciate yes, it. Yes, that'd be nice. And we can't also neglect the, you know, the, the role that Bernie Madoff paid, uh, made in all of this. Yes. You know, his, his role. Uh, it, if it weren't for the Mets' uh, investments in his uh, Ponzi scheme, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this probably wouldn't have come about. Maybe not. It didn't work out so well for the Mets, no, neither, for, neither for Bernie. No. We no, pray for no, him. For any of them. Uh, all right, Deacon Mark, weather. Yeah, we've got uh, increasing clouds throughout the day with a high near 82. It is going to be breezy out there. Uh, tonight, it will be partly cloudy with a low around 60. And tomorrow, as we enter into the weekend, mostly sunny with a high near 81. Weather today brought to you by the Catholic Tuition and Organization, helping to make Catholic education more affordable. The bottom line is it's for the kids. For more information, visit ctoiowa.org. And as we uh, look around the state, it's sunny. Uh, Ames is sitting at 67. Polk City is 68 degrees. Monroe at 70. And Fairfield at 71. That's your 24-hour Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast. Connecting listeners to Christ. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, today, Saint reminds us that following Jesus often involves risks, but that those risks are worth the reward. Jesus is prepared for us. Saint Apollinaris today was a contemporary of Saint Peter and was sent by the first pope to be the bishop in the Italian city of Ravenna. Ravenna. Apollinaris was, a success, was successful at preaching and converting the locals, so successful that the pagans had beat him continuously, and they expelled him. Well, he returned from the city, resumed preaching. Again, the pagans beat him, and they exiled him. 
This would happen four times. Also, different groups would chime in, beating him incessantly and sending him off. Apollinaris was so cruelly beaten that he died of the wounds sustained throughout those beatings. He lived seven more days and then went to his reward after one, the last one. The exact year of his death is unknown, though. A beautiful basilica honoring him was built there in the 6th century. St. Apollinaris, we ask you to pray for us. Amen. The continued courage to go back and preach the word of God is what we learn from this saint today. All right, Tom Chapman, when we come back, all things the Iowa Catholic Conference. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Thursday, July 20. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Happy anniversary to Father David Nukumra. Father David is the pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Audubon and Holy Trinity Parish in Exira. Catholic Charities needs help feeding the hungry. Can you bring a meal or maybe the ingredients for a meal to the Emergency Family Shelter in Des Moines? They have several dates open this month and next. If you can lend a hand, contact Catholic Charities and ask for Kelly Novak. Do you need help making health care decisions that are in alignment with Catholic moral teaching? The Catholic Conference can help. They have a new webinar for a project called Supportive Care Iowa. Contact Tom Chapman to find the video and advanced care directive documents. He can be reached at Tom at iowacatholicconference.org. That's Tom at iowacatholicconference.org. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau Agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, let's go to our next guest, Iowa Catholic Conference, Tom Chapman. Hello, sir. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing fine, my friend. All right, there's a lot of confusion around this heartbeat bill. And, Tom, you are here to, to clear all of it up. I'll do my best. So, first um, of all, before, what is the heartbeat bill, for those that may not be familiar with it? Basically, it would be a law that prohibits abortions after a heartbeat can be detected by a doctor. Got it. Okay. And is this bill in other states? Uh, there's a couple other states that have something very similar in place. Um, many states have uh, laws that are less restrictive of abortion, but this is something that the Iowa legislature has now passed two times um, trying to get it into law. And now it has been uh, rejected by a judge. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. It, the law was again passed um, last Tuesday, a week ago Tuesday, in a special session. Um, it passed. We were very pleased about that. We were there for the session, spoke at the public hearing. Uh, Sarah from our staff uh, was there to speak during the public hearings, and the bill did pass. We were very happy to see it. It was in force from Friday over the weekend, and then this past, uh, this Monday, a judge blocked the law from being enforced. And so now it's back in the court system again. Now, how long 
do we anticipate this being back in the courts? Unfortunately, I think it's going to be really a year at least before it gets resolved, if not longer. Really? Um, it, yeah, because they'll probably have some sort of a, a trial or finding at the district court level, and then it has to get kicked upstairs to the Iowa Supreme Court, and there would be briefing and you know oral arguments and things like that. And I think it's just going to take that long to work it out, was unfortunately. This, was this expected? I would have to say it was expected. Um you know, the, it's one of those things we knew passing the law was kind of a necessary next step, which needed to happen. Um, and so that did pass. And we were very pleased that the governor, you know, brought the legislature back into session for that. And uh, unfortunately, it's not really that surprising that the district court said, no, there's a right to an abortion in the Constitution and we need to have this. And so um Anyway, it'll be uh, judged again at the district court level, then back to the Iowa Supreme Court. So uh, the Iowa Catholic Conference, who represents the four bishops in the state of Iowa, um, what was their response to this? Well, they were very pleased that the law passed. I mean, they sent out a statement commending the legislature. Uh, We know human life is precious, and it should be protected, you know, in our laws to the greatest extent that we can. And so the bishops, you know, sent out a statement about that and then also talked about how we need to support, you know, pregnant women, families, the men who father these children, who we shouldn't forget about that, you know, um, and families in need. So I think it was a fairly, you know, broad thing that the Catholic Church is interested in. It's not just abortion, abortion in and of itself, but it's also supporting families. Uh, where do we go from here now? Is this, they just kind of park this, it goes to the courts for a year? Is, that, is it a waiting game now? Yeah, I think we just have to wait. Right now, Iowa has a law that restricts, uh, restricts abortion after 20 weeks of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So that law is in place. And that's a good thing as a start, but of course we'd like to do more than that. And so now it's unfortunately a waiting game, and I think you know there are lives that obviously are going to be at risk. But that's that's where we are in the judicial system here. Okay, uh, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer and fasting. What's uh, what's next for the Iowa Catholic Conference now? Well, we're still working with the uh, Catholic schools in terms of implementing the new school choice program. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on with that, you know, and just in terms of you know, procedures and rulemaking, and the schools are doing a great job of getting that together. So that's taken up a lot of time this summer, but that's, as you know, a very happy place to be. Yeah. How has um, how, how this first year been going with that? Is it just kind of right, right along with what we expected? I would say, you know, almost surprisingly well so far in the sense that the applications have been going well. Uh, parents have been reaching out to schools. Um, I believe enrollment is rising in the schools, which you would kind of expect. And uh, but it has not been a mass exodus from the public schools, which mm-hmm. we also did not expect to see either. So I think it's kind of going along as we thought so far. What's the uh, website for the Iowa Catholic Conference? Yeah, people can find out information on all of those things at www.iowacatholicconference.org. Yep, pretty simple. iowacatholicconference.org. Tom Chapman, Executive Director. Thanks for coming on, Tom. Always a treat to have you, brother. 
Hey, thanks, John. Good to talk with you. You as well. Tom Chapman, everyone, iowacatholicconference.org, where you can find all the information of what's happening and uh, any statements of the bishops and ways that you can get involved as well. Again, iowacatholicconference.org. All right, friends, thanks for tuning in today. I I unfortunately am going to be gone tomorrow, so Matt and Deacon Mark are going to take the reins here. I'm going to be flying out to Myrtle Beach for the weekend for no vacation. I'm going to be speaking out there for a Eucharistic conference, so please pray for me. Deacon Tony, let's pray. Let's pray for the intentions of our listeners, all of our priests and religious souls in purgatory. Let us pray the prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Mother Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph and St. Michael, protect us. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all from evil, and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining me today, friends. We'll be back on tomorrow. In the meantime, be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Human, this woman has died Like a tree planted by the water